Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Family Corner. Dylan, what special event took place on Sunday? I think it was the Academy Awards. The Academy Awards? And who do we have in to talk about the Academy Awards? I think it's Quinn Chow. Quinn, welcome to the show, slash, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Resident Oscars and movie expert, Quinn Chow. Yes, I love a good film. <laughs> That's how you know she knows. Uh, she knows what she's talking about. Do you yeah. do you watch the Oscars every year? Uh, yeah, I try to. I remember when I was younger, my parents would always try to watch every single like movie that was nominated for Best Picture. So I think that's how I eventually got into like loving movies and then watching the Oscars. I also just love keeping up with pop culture. So you know, if there's an award show, I'm gonna be watching it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start off with actor in a leading role. So Joaquin Phoenix won it for Joker. Nominees were Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, and Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. I can't believe, I mean, I can believe it. Like, he did a good job, but, like, when they were making this movie, I never envisioned a best picture or a best actor. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it takes so much out of you to play the Joker that if you don't get nominated for Best Actor? What are you even doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Heath Ledger was also nominated for an Oscar he when won. he won, yeah, right? Yeah, won, he yeah, won. after he had passed away. So it's just, I think the role, like I said, the role is just so difficult that it's like you really have to become it. And that's like what Joaquin Phoenix did. So props to him. I mean, he lost all that weight. That was crazy. I think that it was a little bit of editing as well, but he did lose yeah. a ton of weight. Yeah. He's a committed guy. I guess that's a fair word to use. Um also a little nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, because both him and uh, Heath Ledger were both method actors, right, when they took on this role? Yeah. So, like, well, they really Heath had Ledger to, like... less so, I think. Yeah, they yeah. really but, took on the persona of the Joker. Yeah, but when Jared Leto played the Joker in uh, Suicide Squad, apparently he was really method, method. I like, heard that he, like, crazy. ordered, like, a pig's head to the set or something. Oh, like, my god! crazy. I remember, uh, random fact, Heath Ledger had, like, a diary he kept as the Joker. Yeah, I remember he'd write down thoughts too. as the Joker. And the last thing he wrote before he died was just across two pages, he wrote, bye-bye. Isn't that nuts? That's, oh my god! Should have brought that up two episodes ago. Yeah, I, I never that? stop with the conspiracies. Um, I didn't Oof. really. I, I guess I was rooting for him to win because the only other movie I saw in this category was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I'll say a hundred times. I hated that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty drunk when I saw it, but I'm pretty sure that it had no story. I'm pretty sure Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wasn't good until like literally the last twenty minutes. Yeah, the last 20 minutes, well, I mean, well, I was looking for them to kill Sharon Tate the whole time, so I was disappointed <laughs> at that, but at least I was entertained for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. I don't know, but Leonardo DiCaprio, that one scene where he's um, at the, not the ranch, but he's like, he's shooting that film, and he's doing that scene with the little girl, and he's, oh, that's just like some of the best acting I've seen since Django. Yeah, but I don't know. I think uh, well, uh, Joaquin did kind of outact him at least i haven't seen joker so i'm biased (laughs) yeah well honestly good for you that you haven't seen the joker (laughs) for years leonardo dicaprio was chasing an oscar and he did so many things he finally in the revenant had to like (laughs) climb into a dead horse (laughs) to finally get his oscar and i mean this was this gonna give one for this now we're now we're just giving leonardo dicaprio oscars (laughs) no 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 my favorite was actually adam driver i've watched marriage story i loved his performance in it i thought he was great just seeing the contrast of him as, like, a father versus who he was when he was, like, Darth Vader. Or not Darth Vader. What the hell? Sorry. Ben Solo. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I just I love. He's a good actor. I loved him in in Marriage Story. He killed it on SNL two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's awesome. And on yeah, every time he's been on SNL, it's just been so funny. But I love him too. But did you see Marriage Story? I did see Marriage Story, but I think I watched it wrong because it was on Netflix. So I watched it like in three parts, like three different sittings. Yeah. Oh no! So you can't like do I that. did not enjoy it, but that might have solely been on me. But also I just like couldn't connect to it, but maybe that's because I'm not divorced. Only, <laughs> I don't know. I've only heard good things about Marriage Story, and I have no plans to watch it. Maybe, like, on Valentine's Day, I'll just, like, cry and watch <laughs> it. But, like, it seems like a bummer. Yeah, it, yeah and honestly, it just, like, It's a feel-good bummer. Oh. <laughs> it's a feel-good bummer. Explain that's what you mean by that. So, I think that the the whole family aspect of it, because he, you have you seen, like, the trailer for it? All right, seen so him punching a wall. <laughs> <laughs> the basis of the story is like this family is going through a divorce and they have a kid. And each parent wants to spend time with their kid with the kid. And so you get to see how um, Scarlett Johansson's character spends time with him and then how Adam Jarvis spends time with his uh, while going through this whole divorce process and how it changes them as parents and people. I'm sure it's great. I really don't need to see that play out. What is yeah. upsetting thing to put yourself through? And also, Adam Driver has like this weird like musical number in the middle of it. <laughs> he just starts I'll singing. Oh, watch that! No, I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> All right, moving on to um, act- uh, best actress in a leading role. Um, we had Renee Zellweger winning for Judy. Uh, Cynthia Ervio uh, was nominated for Harriet. Scarlett Johansson was nominated for Marriage Story. I'm going to butcher this name. Saoirse Ronan Saoirse in Little Ronan Woman. for Little Woman and Charlize Theron for Bombshell. I only saw Bombshell, and it was great, but I don't know that it deserved a Best Actress uh, yeah. win, so I don't have a take on that one. I think, well, Renee Zellweger, she literally swept the whole like award season this year like for that role, so I'm sure she deserved it. I literally don't know anyone that saw Judy. <laughs> so, But from what I saw from the clips and the trailer, she really did embody Judy Garland, yeah. so props to her, and I guess everyone thought so. Judy Garland did have, like, a tragic Hollywood story. Yeah. So whatever they did, I'm sure it was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I, it was good. Sure I can't say either. I haven't seen it. Um, the only one I've seen, again, is Marriage Story. Yeah. And as much as I love that movie, I don't think Scarlett Johansson was as good in this movie as in Jojo Rabbit, yeah, which I think so we'll get funny. to later. Yeah. Um, what, what movies out of this category have you seen, though, Quinn? Um, I've seen Little Women, Bombshell, Marriage Story. Uh, Saoirse Ronan definitely deserves it for Little Women. Really? And, like, this is the fourth time she was nominated for an Oscar and lost, and she's only, like, 23. So, like... She's not reaching DiCaprio territory. Yeah, so. she's almost... She, I think DiCaprio was six times, right, before I he won? So, yeah. Yeah, so she's almost there, but she's super young, so, like... She's got time. Yeah, but, like, imagine four Oscar nominations, but, like, and you're 23 or 24. I don't know how old she is, but, like, <laughs> su- like that's crazy. But, yeah, I think she definitely deserved that. But I think it speaks to, like, Renee Zellweger's performance that this is the only Oscar Judy was nominated for, and it's her acting. So, like, she must have been incredible. Well, she was, like, the face of the movie, too. Well, yeah. like, and well, I know the lead is always the face, but, like, she was, that, I mean, she carries that movie, if I... Like, from what I've heard. Yeah. I've read. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Probably, hopefully, yeah. Um, you said Little Woman was good? Yeah, I loved Little Woman. Um, I loved 
Greta Gerwig's other movie, Lady, Lady, Lady Bird. <laughs> so it like had like similar like themes, and it was like very cozy and warm, and it was just good. It was all shot in Massachusetts. I saw them filming it on the Common last year. The oh, the I remember that. Yeah. There. yeah. Um, I had to watch Little Women in like sixth grade English or something, <laughs> and I swore off it for the rest of my life. Maybe I'll have to do. It. It's, I'll have to give it a look. It's cool because she like wrote it in like a non-linear way, so like it jumps back and forth between like. Is time the book periods. the same or no? No, the book and like every other version of the movie like is chronological, and but then Greta Gerwig she just switched it around and decided to change it up. I mean, which is like, what you have to do if you're gonna make like the hundredth adaptation <laughs> of the same story. Yeah, so. fair enough. <laughs> All right, so let's get into uh, some of the smaller. Awards. I guess this is still one of the bigger ones. Animated feature films. Dylan, I know you have a lot to say. Let me get through this first. So winner, <laughs> Toy Story 4. Nominees, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, and Missing Link. So I'm just going to let you go, Dylan, for <laughs> a while. I am probably the biggest Toy Story fan I know, and I say that with 100% confidence. Um, I slept with a Buzz Lightyear can of soup when I was a kid, and... Toy Story 4 was a disgrace to Toy Story. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, I'm giving the spoiler alert. Woody leaves Buzz. (laughs) He leaves Buzz for Bo Peep and a carnival. The the villain in Toy Story, Toy Story, every single one has had a very iconic villain. Sid, Al from Al's Toy Barn, uh, Lotso Hug and Bear. And the climactic chase scene at the end of each Toy Story, when they're chasing the truck, when they're chasing the airplane, when they're trying to escape the incinerator, have all been high action, high intensity scenes. Toy Story 4 did not have a strong villain. The ending, like, climax scene was weak. And Woody leaves Buzz. I can't believe they made this movie. No, but it's like everyone grows up, like, even Woody. Like, he has to leave the gang. <laughs> but but is, this how, is this how it's going to end? Like, are they just not going to make Toy Story anymore? Well, they're, they're still making, like, they made, like, a Bo Peep short, and they're still making shorts and stuff. I, I, I have watched Toy Story 2 about a thousand times, and I just can't. I hate to see them mess with this beautiful thing. Toy Story 3, I don't know how you can end a trilogy better than that. I don't know how you can end a movie series more perfectly than Toy Story 3. When I heard they were making a new one, as a Toy Story fan, I was thrilled. But as a Toy Story fan, I was also extremely worried. And my worst fears were confirmed. What did you think about Forky? I hated Forky. <laughs> what an awful, awful character. What a piece of trash character. <laughs> I wrote, I remember writing down when I saw the movie, I don't remember what the quote is now, but it was like, I am trash and I am proud or something like that. And I was like, oh, I relate to you, Forky. <laughs> Forky had a couple good one-liners, but he, I don't know. The whole plot of the movie being that just like chasing him around, I was frustrated with. Um, I thought that Key and Peele were funny in it. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. The, yeah. I would yeah. to say this. I remember asking you, um, late last year about Toy Story 4 because I hadn't watched it and I was like, Dylan, should I watch this movie? And you're like, absolutely not. This I, is, I was, it's, to- it's terrible. This it's the worst, the worst Toy Story. Movie of the year. We had a, we had a poll my... in the office <laughs> about worst sequels and I think you put Toy Story 4 up there. Yep. Along, well, what else was up there? Star Wars Star sequels, Wars was up there. There was a Just... bunch. Many polls in that office. <laughs> um... How to Train Your Dragon, that was a good one. I saw Klaus uh, watch it when we made Christmas cookies, and we weren't really paying attention, but <laughs> that was fine. I was just praying for anything but Toy Story 4. Well, and then they won. I'm I can't sorry. speak on behalf of any of these movies because I haven't seen them. I've seen all the other Toy Story movies. Dylan convinced me not to see Toy Story 4. I've seen all the other How to Train Your Dragon movies, 
and I loved all of them. And yeah, I, that one's good. You should see the Yeah, and I feel like this one would also be amazing. It's just that I haven't had time to go see it yet. Justin, I think the takeaway from this is you have to see Toy Story 4 so you can form your own opinion. Gotta be the deal breaker. I don't, I, I wouldn't, I don't, don't want to make you go through that and feel like the pure... I think you would cry. I think it's very well, emotional. Well, no, because I cried in Toy Story 3. I, I kind of cried. And I, I was, I, I you was, cried how bad it was? <laughs> I, I, I like teared up a little bit when I was like, okay, Woody's not going to leave. Woody's not going to leave. Woody's going to leave. He leaves Buzz. Although they may also made Buzz into an idiot in that movie. Well, they um, made Buzz into a Spanish-speaking, that, dancing. That, that was, and he was. Toy Story he was 3. still true to himself. That yeah. was. I had no problem with that. That well, was wonderful. I think Toy Story Three is the best one. They could have just left it at yeah. that. But I do think this is a good addition. I don't know. My only thing is that if Woody's Woody is going to leave Buzz, how do you have more Toy Story? Because that's like the iconic one too. Well, do. maybe that you don't. Maybe four is enough movies. There's no way. Unless it's like Fast it. and Furious. Like. They're gonna they're gonna do like three spin-offs, mm. three more. When I was watching it, most of the way through, I was like, "This isn't as good." Like, I don't feel the same way I, I did when I saw the other Toy Story movies. And then the ending just sealed it, and I was very upset. Um, do you guys think that Frozen Two should have gotten nominated? I had a blast watching Frozen Two. That was another movie I showed up drunk to, and <laughs> well, unlike, that's why you had a blast. Unlike Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I had a, a great time. I actually fell asleep during Frozen Two, so. Don't really have any oh, comments. Well, I think that right there says it all. That it shouldn't have been nominated if you're falling asleep. But I, I also don't think it's Oscar worthy. But <laughs> I saw Frozen on Broadway with my mom, and like I literally cried because it was so magical. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm four years old. Like what?" But so that was good. But Frozen two. They can only strike gold once or twice, you know. <laughs> Third times, n- not really. Frozen two tried to make this like bold stance that was like. Uh, we treated Native Americans poorly. And oh, yeah. That was, uh, it was, uh, you could tell from like the first scene that was going to happen, and it was, just, it, was, it was a funny time. Well, with Frozen being um, one of those movies that always has a good score, let's go into music. Oh, Justin with the transition. <laughs> yeah, he's always killing it. So the winner of the music for original score was Joker. Nominees were Little Woman, Marriage Story, 1917, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Before we get into it, how is Avengers not on here? Uh, Dude, right? How is Avengers <laughs> not on here? Portals? Or or for original score. Or, like, original song. Like, Portals. Are we serious? That was... Yeah, I... I'm gonna get into this again with the animated... Actually, no, I'll get into it for the animated feature. I don't, I don't want to take up more time. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, Yeah, uh, the Joker music set the tone. Um, what I have to say about score for the Joker is the woman who won... Hilder, I'm not even going to try and say that last name. Um, that was the first woman to ever win for Best Original Score. So yeah. congrats to her. That's freaking crazy that it's 2020 and it took that long. So that win is kind of iconic for that purpose. And if there's one award that I think the Joker deserves, it's that one. And Joaquin Phoenix, maybe. And then the rest, you know. But I thought the score of Star Wars was really good. John Williams is always great. He John always Williams, that's like a layup for John Williams. Yeah. Like he's been doing this for... Tw- 50 years. Yeah. Um, as much as I hated Toy Story 4, I still love Randy Newman, so I wouldn't have oh, hated yeah. him getting it. Um, but I felt like Joker deserved it. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. And then for original song, the winner was Love Me Again from Rocket Man by Elton John. Nominees, I Can't Let You Throw Myself Away from Toy Story 4, I'm Standing With You from Breakthrough, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, and Stand Up from Harriet. I haven't seen Harriet, but I, there's a musical number in it. I definitely need to see this movie. Um, 
the other ones, the Into the Unknown was not as good as uh, Let It Go. Hot yeah, take. how could Maybe we not beat Let It Go? Take. No. And I did not see Breakthrough. Um, I think this is the same thing that happened, was it last year, with um, the movie about... Um, the Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. They didn't, they, write a, they didn't write a new song for that movie, no. Okay, never mind. Yeah, but they pref- they still performed at the Oscars, but yeah. yeah. Was there a new song? And That's uh, that's Rocket what Man? one, yeah. So Elton John and Bernie, they wrote a new song for Rocket Man. Never mind, I didn't one. know that. Yeah. Okay. That's his, like, writing partner. Did you guys see Rocket Man? I did not. Yeah, so, like, that's, like, his real-life writing partner that, they, that was in the movie also, obviously, about his life. And, yeah, they wrote that new song for the movie, which is really cool that they were able to come back together and do it <laughs> no that's awesome yeah I love the actor that played Ellen John his name escaped me Taron Egerton Egerton yeah, yeah. Um, I love Taron Egerton yeah he's great the king's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to actor or best actor in a supporting role winner was Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I know you didn't like the movie Dylan <laughs> um, nominees were Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, and Joe Pesci, Pesci for The Irishman as well. Um, yeah, obviously, like, same thing as, like, Renee, Renee as well, Zellweger. Like, Brad just, like, swept the whole award season this year with every show he won in this category, and I think that he definitely deserved it. I found out this was his first Oscar for acting, which is crazy. He has Oscars for producing. Um, but, so, yeah, I think he... Like, again, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, genuinely boring until the last 20 minutes. I'm glad someone agrees. But uh, he was, I would say he was, like, the standout from that movie. Yeah. I love the scene um, when he shows up at the ranch. Yeah, that was just, He's like, definitely the best happening. character in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Quentin Tarantino likes to recycle actors, so I hope that Brad Pitt <laughs> is in more stuff that I can enjoy more. Um, did you guys see The Irishman? Yes. I did not. So, this is, Joe Pesci came out of retirement for this movie. So I was, like, rooting for him a little Mm. bit, although I didn't think he deserved it. (laughs) But this is a star-studded supporting role. Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, Brad Pitt is, like, a top five. Yeah. uh, It was a... I I genuinely didn't know because I hadn't seen Two Popes, and Anthony Hopkins, obviously, is a phenomenal actor. I didn't see A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, but I'm a huge Tom Tom Hanks Hanks, fan. Uh, But I also felt like all these guys have had their Oscars and will have more Oscars than Brad Pitt. Uh... Has he won an Oscar? This is the second Oscar, right? This was his first acting Oscar. So, like, okay. he had won for, like, producing, I think it was 12 Years a Slave that he produced. I just want to go back um, for a quick second because I completely forgot about this. But actor in a leading role. Um, have you guys seen Ford versus Ferrari? Yes. I thought Christian Bale was amazing in that movie. And I think that him not getting a nomination is a snub. I just want to throw that out there. Who would you put him in over? Um... I haven't seen Pain and Glory or The Two Popes, so I won't speak on those two. But I think he plays a bigger part in Ford vs. Ferrari than Leonardo DiCaprio does in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Leonardo DiCaprio is the main character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I get that, but... But he doesn't have as much He doesn't have as much screen time is what I'm saying. Honestly, I think that Christian Bale might have been more of a supporting actor thing. You think so? Because Matt Damon takes a lot of the lines of that movie. And I also think when two guys share it, they usually have them both be supporting. Well, if that's the case, then I think he he should have been an actor for a supporting role then. Probably over Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci was a a treasure (laughs) in that movie, and I don't think that he deserved it. (laughs) Phenomenal. Yeah. Irishman was great, though. You should see it. Yeah. All right. So moving on to actress in a leading role, or not leading role, sorry, supporting role. 
Laura Dern won for Mary Story. Uh, Kathy Bates was nominated for Richard Jewell. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. Florence Pugh, Pugh for Little Woman. Thank you, Quinn. <laughs> and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Um, talk about a stacked category. Yeah. I thought Scarlett Johansson should have won this category for Jojo Rabbit. I thought she was great in that movie. She was. She was really great. But I think the Academy just loves Laura Dern so much. And I think Hollywood loves her. You know, she also has two famous parents. So. That's true. <laughs> I, um... This, it's the same thing with Scarlett Johansson and Margot Robbie where I both thought that they were great in those movies but I don't think that those roles like demanded the title of an Oscar like Scarlett Johansson killed it but like she wasn't like asked to do anything crazy like she wasn't asked to do anything that it was like crazy out of her comfort yeah. zone she I just think that if you the chemistry between her and I don't even I don't remember the name of the guy who plays the kid the in Jojo kid, Rabbit yeah, yeah. Jojo but, <laughs> Jojo, <laughs> their their chemistry is just so great, and yeah. you really buy into like this family relationship that they have. And I think the thing about Laura Dern for me, and this probably is why she won supporting role, was that I hated her character so much, mm-hmm. which may have been like what they were going for. So I don't know. I just thought that did she play like a not likable character? Yeah, yeah. she played like the divor- like Scarlett Johansson's like lawyer. divorce lawyer. Yeah. yeah, I uh I didn't see it, but I n- knew her from Star Wars, and I was rooting against her. Because <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah, um, I think if Laura Dern was in this category, like Scarlett Johansson could have easily taken home that award. But I don't know, Laura Dern like I, that's also her first Oscar, and she's been around, and like I think she definitely deserved it, and like that, that character was like iconic. Um, have it, either of you guys seen Big Little Lies, like the TV show? No. No. Okay, so she's in that show, and she plays, like, a very similar character to who she played in Marriage Story. So I was like, oh, this is typical Laura Dern. <laughs> but it was Laura so good. Like, she's just so good. Like, she's so good at that character. So Yeah, it's easy It's easy to hate on her just because she kind of – well, I mean, it, depending on what side you take of the movie, like whether you take Adam Driver's mm-hmm. side or Scarlett Johansson. Which side do you guys take? I don't know. Like, I don't want to take Adam Driver's side because he cheated on her, but at the same time, I think I want to take his side. I do, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because, like, the ba- he, I feel like he gets screwed over in that movie yeah. so hard by yeah. Lauren Dern's character. It's just yeah. insane. I haven't seen it. The one thing I keep seeing over and over again is, every day I wake up when I wish <laughs> you were fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> or he's like, he's like, He's like, you shouldn't be mad that I had sex with her. You, you should be mad I had a laugh with her. <laughs> like, what? Who wrote that? But then, like, Scarlett Johansson also goes on, like, she goes out to that party and then semi-cheats on him as well. Yeah. And so, like, you can't, they both kind of We were cheated. on a break. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. All right, so <laughs> moving on. The production design. Production um, design. Winner was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nominees were The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, and Parasite. Parasite, a name we have not heard yet. Parasite. We're going to get into that a lot. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get into that. I heard that that they built the whole house for the movie. And they, he, like, like, calculated exactly how he wanted it. And, like, there's, like, so many metaphors in the house and, like, exactly what he wants it to stand for, like, of this, like, very spacious house. So, like, that, I think, is very deserving um, but also 1917. I thought 1917 should have won this one. I absolutely yeah. agree. Because they, I heard that they built all of those trenches. They had to measure out step by step exactly how long and how wide they needed to be so that the cameras could fit through. They had to know, like, the number of steps by the actors that they were taking so that they could get the exact shots that they wanted. 
Um, that whole set when um, the main guy's running through the city and there's like they're shooting flares up into the air. They built like a whole tower of lights to get the lighting that they wanted. Like I was surprised that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won it. Like even though I understand that the sets they made it look like the 1970s, 1960s, whatever, whenever the time was, but. I don't know. 1970 just looked amazing. I've been on the Universal Studios tour, and I know for a fact <laughs> that like these sets like exist. Like they have like the Old West, whatever. Like yeah. I, I think that they just kind of like went around to different studios in Hollywood. I don't think that they had. I mean, I can't claim to know, but like I feel like Old West sets, movie sets, are pretty popular in Hollywood, and I don't know how much they actually had to do, but. I have a bias against this movie, so I guess I <laughs> that's true. I think what's cool about it is though, like how they like design, like when like Brad Pitt is like driving through like L.A., like how like yeah. everything is like sixties themed. Like that's cool enough that like Hollywood loves Hollywood, so yeah. like they're gonna yeah. be like, oh yeah, remember when they did that in L.A.? That was so cool, and they're gonna vote for it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think nineteen seventeen, the fact that they had to calculate ex- how many steps like they were taking, like come on. But also Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll get into more of Parasite later on. Um, let's get through some of these rapid fire pretty quick. Cinematography, winner, 1917, nominees, The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think this, that's like a, you gotta, you gotta yeah, give it to This me. is clear, yeah. kind of clear. Like Roger Deakins, cinematography, yeah. free legend. Um, writing for adapted screenplay. Winner was Jojo Rabbit. The nominees were The Irishman, Joker, Little Woman, and The Two Popes. This made me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Taiko Atiti is such a legend. And he became the first indigenous person to win an award, which is just so good. Not to win an award, to win an Oscar, which, like, honestly good for him. And, yeah, that movie was so... It's something really hard to pull off when, like, you write comedic dialogue for Hitler and, like, it works. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people thought this movie was going to work. And it absolutely was... Phenomenal. I, I uh, go ahead. I was gonna say I just like imagine the pitch meeting of him like to the company. He's like, okay, so this kid is set during World War Two, and his best friend is Hitler, and they're like, oh, no, and he's like, no, no, hear me out. <laughs> I also think that he um, he does a really good job with like how the interactions between the two kids in the movies. Yeah, you know? like oh between Jojo and the girl. Oh yeah, and Jojo and the friend. Yeah. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Sticking with writing, this time for writing for original screenplay. Uh, winner was Parasite. Nominees were Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So the writing in Parasite, I think, is what made it. Like, if yeah. there wasn't good dialogue in that movie, people wouldn't have come out to see, like, a, a movie that had subtitles. But, like, you read the subtitles, and they talk just, like, so... I, I, I've never been to the country, but they talked what I felt was like an American way of speaking where they were just like making jokes and swearing and stuff and uh, I had I've never been to the movies and like seen a whole movie with subtitles but I did not care yeah you don't even notice after a while but yeah no there's like the inflection and everything of like it was so funny and like even though like obviously we I didn't understand what was being said like it was still like so everything that I read was so funny, so funny, like, it, and just, like, and then took a turn for dramatic, and then, like, also sad at the same time, It just, like, there was so much emotion in the writing that it definitely, like, obviously deserved it, but also, what I, I really loved Knives Out, like, that was, like, one of my favorite movies this season, which didn't get as much love, but that's okay, because I just love a good whodunit, so, they're making Not, a sequel, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Not, what, it kind of reminded me, I want to go to Parasite real quick, Kind of reminded me of Aaron Sorkin dialogue. You yeah. know, everyone's like really yeah. quick and witty, yeah. 
in that kind of sense. You were going to say something about Knives Out? Knives Out, uh, I saw it. I thought it was good. I was, I liked it once I saw, like, the the wrap-up conclusion. It, like, lost me a little bit way through. I saw it twice, though. Um, and definitely the dialogue was, like, what helped carry it through. Yeah. Um, especially when they'd be, like, all being interviewed and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I feel like towards the middle of Knives Out, when they, like, kind of tell you what happened, you're like, no, how am I supposed to, like, enjoy the rest of the movie now? But then they just take you for a whole nother ride, which is, like, great. Yeah. And all all five of these movies were great movies. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Knives Out, but I've seen the other four, and I absolutely loved all four of them. So, um, moving on, visual effects. Winner was 1917. Nominees were Avengers Endgame. The Irishman, The Lion King, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. All right, let me go off for a little bit. <laughs> when Lord of the Rings came out, the first two were like the two best movies, and they got nominated for nothing, and they won nothing. The third Lord of the Rings movie got nominated for everything, and it won everything. And it was like kind of like an acknowledgement of like they achieved so much. This is such an important franchise. Marvel never gets nominated for anything. Black Panther wasn't a top 10 Marvel movie and it got a Best Picture nomination. But Black Panther was a movement. That's why. <laughs> okay, but movie. I'm talking about the film. <laughs> I, I know that it's so much bias comes from this, but like I watched Avengers movies my whole life. When I, Avengers came out, I got appendicitis that week and was in the hospital. <laughs> I was supposed to be in the hospital for two weeks. I left after two days so I could go see the premiere of Avengers. That's some dedication. And they go through all these movies. Robert Downey Jr. might have the greatest character arc in all of film history over the course of the 10 movies he was in, in this franchise, and they got nominated for nothing except for visual effects, and then they didn't even win. (laughs) (laughs) win. The final hour of Avengers Endgame is like one of the most difficult and amazing things that's ever been pulled off in a movie, and there was no respect for it. The Rise of Skywalker almost, or no, who was 1917 won this one? Yes. Uh, 1917, the visual effects weren't what made it. No. I think you're missing out on a lot of things, though, because I've, I've watched a ton of behind-the-scenes footage of 1917 just because I've been so intrigued on how this movie was made. And the way that the visual effects works is that they t- they were saying that it's not only just, like, these big, you know, CGI things that happened in, like, Avengers Endgame. It's talking about, like, the dust from the car that's holding the camera, how you get rid of that dust. It's talking about how, you know, each scene, how they stitch it together so that they do certain things with the camera so that it all looks like one cut. So that's not only editing, that's also in the visual effects. Thanos' army chases Black (laughs) Panther. Uh, Black Panther throws an Infinity Gauntlet to Spider-Man, who then rides a Pegasus, who then gets blown up, and then it's one shot. How could you not give that the win? (laughs) I think that's just the practical effects of 19... Not practical. Yeah, practical effects. Of it's not, but it's for the it's different because like Avengers is like showy and 1917 is like subtle, so it's like take okay, your Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love I love Endgame. I agree. It should have gotten nominated for more. I think that like, Hollywood is just too good for him. But we can all agree though that it's a blessing that Cats was not on this. Was not did nominated. You, so they they did a skit on for that. They yeah. brought out like uh, James Corden yeah. and uh, Rebel Wilson. Yeah, and. I'm glad that someone is owning up to how <laughs> terrible that was. Speaking of skits, what did you guys think of all the performances that were that took place during the Oscars? I mean, they were all 
fine and good. I thought that uh, Kristen Wiig and uh, Maya Rudolph were funny. Oh, yeah. But they were so funny. Nothing topped Eminem. <laughs> oh, my God, Eminem. They, they played, like, I, I was really confused what the point of the whole thing was. They like, let's, let's just, like, play a, a montage, a poorly edited montage. They were all hard cuts, um, and it was terrible. They, like, the music didn't blend together at all. But they just like, I was like, all right, whatever. And they started playing Lose Yourself. And I was like, it was the first, it was the beginning of Lose Yourself. I was like, mm-hmm. they're going to play this whole song. And then they let it keep going. And I was kind of kidding. And I was like, wow, they're really like, letting this play out. And then Eminem just rises <laughs> from the earth and sings. It was, inc- the crowd did not know what was going on. Yeah. Billie Eilish had never heard this <laughs> song before. Billie Eilish's face, like, I don't know about you guys, but like, the Oscar party I was at, I was like, this is not happening. Like, this is, <laughs> he is not on stage right now. We all were like, what, like, what's about to happen? And then he's just, he said, if you got, if you had one shot or whatever the lyric is. The, the funniest part was that everyone's in like suits and tux and like these massive gowns and, and dresses like, and Eminem's just on a t-shirt and a jacket, just like rapping about losing, <laughs> he's losing himself. Spike Lee in the crowd, yeah. <laughs> nuts. The interesting thing that I read about that was that he had won that award like 18 yeah, years 18 ago years and, he, ago. Didn't and he didn't show up yeah. yeah, because he thought he was going to lose. So they were like, you know, you can perform now if you want. So he, he got his second shot yeah. and he didn't miss <laughs> it. I'm glad that someone hasn't given up on Eminem because everyone else has. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Billie Eilish though singing Yes Yesterday. You can't make that song any sadder. That's what I, but that's, she that's did. What I was saying. Yeah. You, like, yesterday is a sad enough song already, and she made it ten times sadder. That and girl. Then, love her. I love how they had her and her brother up there, though. That was a great oh, moment. Yeah. Well, I don't think she performs without him. Like, I feel like he's always there. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, I want to um, skip the last two categories so we have, we have enough time yeah. to talk about Best Picture. Oh, wait, actually, oh, can I just yeah. say, uh, I didn't the animated short. Really oh, quickly. yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> I didn't see any of the animated shorts except for Hair Love. Oh, hell yeah. Because it played before Jumanji. <laughs> and I went and saw Jumanji alone. And uh, oh. I thought I was in the wrong movie because it was so well done. I thought it was just like a regular movie. But it was really good. Yeah, I've seen it. It was so good. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Shout out Hair Love. Shout so, out. best picture, surprise winner, I guess. I think we can say that, right? Yeah. Surprise yeah. winner, Parasite. Fuck yeah, Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> the odds with this for, were crazy. Uh, nominees were Ford versus Ferrari, Ooh. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Woman, and Marriage Story, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow. My money was so on 1917. Obviously, I wanted Parasite. everyone's money yeah, was on Yeah, I it. wanted Parasite to win with everything in my heart, but I was just like, oh, you know, the Academy's just not ready for it. You They're know? not ready for like, the revolution. I, yeah, they, like, I was like, I want, like, especially because Green Book won last year, like, to pivot and just have the... Parasite win this year. I was like, it's not going to happen. But the second Jane Fonda like paused and then she was like, Parasite screams like literally happiest moment of my life so far. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and just like when they were on stage, and this also has to go back to best directing, which we didn't get to. Mm-hmm. But like Bong's face when he's on that stage, just staring at the Oscar, and oh it's just God. pure joy. Um, Parasite had the second best betting odds in Vegas uh, behind 1917. A ten dollar bet on Ford versus Ferrari would have gotten you twenty five hundred dollars if they had won. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm not, but Ford versus Ferrari, I love that movie. Like that movie was, that was great. a fun movie. Yeah. I, I, I didn't support when they expanded the Best Picture nomination to like it's it's nine movies were nominated this time. Yeah, um, that's a, it's a bit much. It seems like they're just like trying to see who they can throw bones to. Yeah. And. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I was voting for jo- voting for Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit was my third favorite movie of the whole year, and I was pulling for it hard. Parasite, I thought was great. I didn't love it as much as everyone else did, but 
I, I still had a fantastic time and I'm glad it won because what, it was, what it was about Parasite did you not love Dylan? Yeah, what about it? I, <laughs> no, no, I thought I thought it was a great movie, but like initially when I, like you're going through the first half of it and like they're making their way into the house, I was like, this is really cool, this is really cool, and then the last half of it, obviously it was like awesome, but like I thought that like another thing was gonna happen that was gonna make it like even cooler and okay. I like the direction I, I thought I thought it was great I just there was I needed something else to make it like I feel amazing like the last like when you find out that the dad is in the basement I feel like that's the last thing that's like what the fuck like, yeah oh my god <laughs> and then they do that dream sequence thing where oh, like they yeah. go into the future and the son buys the house and like it's so sad because like you know that'll never happen like he'll well, never you never know you don't know that it's not gonna happen but that's the which, point it's I think like, that's like the message yeah. of the yeah. movie. that's the message that you don't that that he couldn't have it like this. Well, two, it two, also like, has the dichotomy. Gatherings. It's the dichotomy of like the rich versus the poor, yeah. and that whole rain sequence where they escape out of the house. Yeah. Oh my god. I think that was that was the reason why it got into um, was it visual effects editing or editing not editing, um, production design. Sorry, the whole that whole sequence of them going down into the slums mm-hmm. and then like their house gets flooded. And you just realize how this one rainstorm for the rich, it's just like a nuisance to them because they can't go camping. But for the for the poorer families, it's like it just destroys their, their livelihood. It destroys their homes. Like No, like the first like the first whole half of that movie, like so funny, obviously. Like the sequence when they're poisoning the the maid, the, ma- the housekeeper, oh, yeah. that's the peaches. Yeah, that sequence has to be one of like the best things I've seen, like in years, like in a movie. But then the second, like, they're enjoying the dinner and the maid rings the doorbell, (laughs) that is when everything changes. Like, that was, like, I was, like, oh, my God, what the fuck am I watching? Respect! (laughs) (laughs) She rings the doorbell, and then she goes into the basement. She's, like, honey. I was, like, no, what is going to (laughs) happen? Like, like you never, like, like you never knew what was going to happen. No, yeah, that was truly... No idea. Nowhere. <laughs> when he's like turning on the lights as he's walking up the stairs, like he is the house. That was uh, that was creepy though. And then the, when he like rises from the basement during oh the party. Oh my god, that shot is so oh, scary. That there was me out. a lot of things I learned about this movie afterwards that made me like it more. Like there's a lot of times the socks, the shots they set up were like they're looking at a window pane and like the rich are separated from the poor by just like lines that are yeah. just, like, happening yeah. to be on the screen. And just like a lot of subtle things like that, I thought that definitely helped this movie get over the top. Um, the motif I'll, of the rock. Yeah. I would have been upset if Parasite, nineteen seventeen, Jojo Rabbit, if anything else besides those three had won, I would have been upset. Right. Um, the one thing I will say though about um, Parasite, the son should be dead. Like he got oh, hit. Yeah. He I got he hit with the rock sure. once, and then he picked it up again and smashed it on his head. Like he's gone. There's no way that he should have been alive after that. Yeah, but also, um, I feel like any of these, like, any, like you said, like, Jojo, uh, Jojo Rabbit, 1917 Parasite, like, any of those movies could have won, like, respectively, like, if it was, like, another year in another category. Like, they all, like, definitely were of caliber, but I think Parasite is literally the best movie in, like, years to come along. Just, like, the genius of it. I don't know. Well, for 1917, what really got me excited for it was when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh my god, Benedict Cumberbatch and Colin Firth <laughs> in the movie? I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be amazing. And then they're in it for, like, spoiler alert, two <laughs> minutes each. And I was so upset. And then they also had the guy who plays um, Moriarty from yeah. Yeah. from Sherlock. I was like, 
there's no way that he's not having a bigger role in this movie, right? And he's on it for one minute. I'm like, no. That was hilarious. It felt like they kept getting to the next British video game boss. Here's a big actor. Here's another big actor. They just kept getting bigger and bigger. We end with Cumberbun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What were you guys, like, if you you could nominate three movies for your Oscars for this year, Best Picture, on your own terms, what were your three favorite movies? Oh, Are we allowed to pick from the list here? I have my letterbox up. Okay, so my number one favorite movie of the year was Parasite. (laughs) Number two was Booksmart. I don't know if you guys saw that movie. It was like, uh... I just, Olivia Wilde directed that. It was like with, um, Beanie Feldstein. She's Jonah Hill's younger sister. And... Caitlin Deaver and they're like high school seniors and it's like they just go on a crazy night out and I just love that movie. It was like super bad. Yeah, it was, it was exactly like, like super bad. Yeah. Super bad, yeah. Um, and then my third favorite movie of the year was The Farewell. I didn't see that The one. Farewell, I have not heard of it. Oh my god, it's about uh, Aquafina, isn't it? She's the star. Oh, yeah. oh, wait, no, I have heard of this movie. It's the yeah. one where the, f- the grandma is dying, right? Yeah. And the whole family is like don't tell her anything. We're all getting together for like a family reunion, but they're actually getting together because it's they're like saying her goodbye life. to the yeah. grandma. Yeah, I do remember. Oh this. my okay. god! And it's like half of it is in Chinese and like half of it's in English. And it that movie is just so good. And the day before the Oscars, it won at like the Independent Spirit Awards, which is like celebrates the indie movies. And like it was just so snubbed for Oscars. It was actually like almost atrocious <laughs> how it was snubbed but that movie was so good it was like Parasite like so funny and so sad at the same time um, yeah and I saw that with my grandma and it's about like grandma so it was just like tears for all around for me again I think Parasite was the best movie I saw last year um, but it's really a toss up for me between um, Jojo Rabbit 1917 and Ford versus Ferrari those okay. three movies I loved all three of them, I thought they were all great. If any of them would have won the Oscar, I would have been, I would have been perfectly fine with that. One movie that I really enjoyed, I don't think it's like an Oscar film, but like I really enjoyed it was Plus One. I, I don't know what that is. So it's it's a smaller movie. I don't think you guys have heard of um, any of these actors, but Jack, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry if I butcher this. Uh, it's like Quad or Quaid and Maya Eckerson. It's a movie about these two friends that go to all these weddings together because they're single. So they take on these weddings together. And they fall in love? I won't spoil the movie, but it is a very funny movie. It is a rom-com. I had a great time watching it. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to watch. I love rom-coms. Wedding Crashers made a sequel? (laughs) You could call it the sequel to Wedding Crashers, just with a different cast. All right. What What about about you, Dylan? Dylan? Oh, I do know this guy. Um, He was in... um, I forgot what the TV show is, but yeah, no, you're top I, know, three. I know him from TV. I'm trying to find his IMDb. Jack Quaid. Yeah, he was in Hunger Games movies. Apparently, he's in the Boys. He's the yeah, guy the, from boys. the Boys. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, mine top three movies were Avengers, Far and Away, and then Doctor Sleep. I loved, and Ooh. then Jojo Rabbit. If you if you're a fan of The Shining at all, Doctor Sleep is a gr- like one of the best sequel adaptations that didn't take away from the original. Was or- it a sequel to The Shining? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. It's uh, Jack, the little kid that rides around <laughs> all grown on the up. tricycle. Yeah. Um, the name was poor, and <laughs> I think that's the only reason why it didn't make money. Is there any films that didn't get recognitions that you guys want to talk about? Us. Us. Oh. You thought that deserved Oscar <gasps> looks? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed us. I had a fun time watching it, but like it doesn't hold the candle to get out. 
Oh, of course. Well, mm, well see, the thing it is, doesn't, but like, it's still crazy. Doesn't it, Parasite do what Us did, but better, don't you think? Like a little yeah, bit? kind of, but, well, Us isn't about wealth, though. It's just about like... I don't know. <laughs> well, that like dark, that dark comedy yeah. kind of series yeah. is what I'm talking about. Us, uh, ni- uh, not Knives Out, Uncut Gems. Did any of you guys see Uncut yeah, Gems? Yeah, I'm saying that got kind of screwed. He, he was, finally he, put his heart and soul into a movie <laughs> and it got nothing for he it. He was trying so hard. He was getting his, getting the word out there. He was doing all these kind of advertisements, talking with all different kinds of people, doing interviews about it, and he didn't even get a nomination. I think that's, that's a scandal in itself. Uncut Gems was like a full treadmill workout. My heart yeah. rate was above 150 the whole way through. You never got a break. I was out with my brother and he was just like explaining what like parlay meant the whole time because <laughs> like I was so lost. But like I loved Uncut Gems. Yeah, like that was just like 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 you said a treadmill workout. Definitely. The the uh spoiler alert for this movie, but the game at the end of the movie that they bet on, mm-hmm. I knew the outcome of the game. So I knew oh all God. along that the bet was going to pay off. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like this might end nice. And immediately the game ends, and no. <laughs> um, but I guess I saw that kind of coming, too. I, there was no way they are going to get out of that room and be happy yeah. about it. I didn't even think about that, because, of course, I didn't know how the game ended. So I was, like, even more, like, on the edge of my seat, like, what's going to happen? But I um, haven't seen this movie, but do you guys think that Hustlers should have been in any category? I think J-Lo definitely should have been nominated for Best Actress. Really? In Hustlers? Yeah. She was so... I heard like, bad things about Hustlers. Oh. Um, See, that's... I've heard I've heard good things about it. I heard people say that it was a really good movie. Hustlers, like, fucked. Like, Hustlers... <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like, you say Aaron Sorkin. Like, yeah. give me Aaron Sorkin vibes. Like, um, what's... Like, do you know Molly's Game? I love Molly's yeah, Game. Yeah, it gave me yeah. Molly's Game vibes. Like, the way that they're just, like, scamming these, like, Wall Street guys. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Then I have to give it a watch. All right, before we it's, before we wrap up, I want to hear worst movies of the year. I had to give you mine, Toy Story 4 by a mile. <laughs> worst movie what was the, of the year? That you went and saw, you went to the effort to go see a movie in theaters. What was the worst time you had? It could be, like, a good movie that you just could happens it be a, to be the worst one. Could it be a good time I had, but a bad movie? Oh, I got, Absolutely. Okay, I got one. Yesterday, yesterday. You, I oh. okay. That's okay. actually fair. Hot, hot, no hot take. I I had a lot of hopes for yesterday. I was really excited to see it. I saw it with my dad, and I was just when I came out, I was like, it was okay. It was fine, but like I it, really wanted it to be something to like be that more, was great. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a really good way to put it because the idea for it caught me as soon as I saw the trailer. Exactly. Like, I've always thought about that. Like, what if yeah. I went back in time and stole a bunch of songs? So like the p- the potential was there to be like a really iconic movie, and it ended up being like just like another like one of the average rom coms of the yeah. year. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ed Sheeran is great in it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll say that. You have such a good idea, but the execution was just like. <laughs> My favorite saying: the procedure was a success, or the operation was a success, but the patient died. <laughs> um, the John Lennon part, I thought it was sick in that movie. I loved it, and then everything else was fine. Everything else, eh. <laughs> Quinn, what about you? Okay, I don't know if you guys have heard of this one. It's called After. It was a After. it's a movie based on a Harry Styles fan fiction. Oh God, no! And it was in the movie theaters. They got it produced. I saw it. I think last year, in like May. That's my number, my lowest rated movie of the year. It was such garbage. <laughs> it was so fun watching the theater though, because I think I was in a crowded theater like it, there was not an empty seat so everyone was just laughing at how ridiculous it is yeah that sounds that sounds like yeah <laughs> so that was fun that was like when i saw 50 shades of gray like, like when you go see cats yeah like. exactly have, have anyone has anyone seen cats here 
No. no. Okay. Good. <laughs> After, for everyone listening at home, has from the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter, a 17 from the critics and a 71 from the audience. <laughs> a 71 from the Sounds audience. Sounds like it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. Like it's, I think it's on Netflix now, so give it a watch. But literally, it is so cringy. And like the guy that's supposed to be Harry Styles, like I don't think he makes one sentence the whole movie. Like He's just like, I love you, Tessa. <laughs> and then he's like, Let's hang out. <laughs> and that's all he says. <laughs> you know, Finez Tiffin is the guy's name. Um, yep, that's him. Never heard of him. <laughs> He's in Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. There you go. You got, that's where you got to start. the accent. <laughs> well, thank you, Quinn, for coming on. Of course. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Aw, thank so you guys for having me. All right. Um, is there anything you want to say before we end? Yeah. Um, follow me on Letterboxd, Quinn Chow. <laughs> That's Q-U-I-N-N-C-H-A-O. That's my movie app. And, yeah, thanks for the good combo, you guys. We'll have to have you back after next year's Oscars. Yeah. Well, yes. We hope yeah. everyone has a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening.